Deputy Austin Eldridge, and you are listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Evening, Cash. Evening, Zach. Yeah, we're doing a little bit different tonight. We're on Friday night. Uh, just got through watching a little football. Uh, had to shake it up for the weekend. Got some plans this weekend. You have a birthday party, isn't that right? Uh, kind of a own kind of one. We got my nephew Jack's his birthday the 14th, and my brother's was this past Monday, Labor Day. So we're going to do a nice little combo one for him, and I'm pretty excited about it. Heard that. Well, I have the pleasure of going out to Tupelo for some soccer this weekend. So uh, we're getting together tonight after the ball games, fresh off the ball games, as they say. Yeah, uh, Kansas Coastal Carolina was a fantastic game. Oh no, no, uh, <laughs> high school. No, you need to keep talking about that because. <laughs> well, I mean, Kansas looks a lot like a high school team sometimes. Man, I, I hope those games are better because, man, you realize everybody to Soto County lost except for Horn Lake. Oh, I mean, my. it was bad. Whoa, wait, bad say night. that again. Every single high school in DeSoto County, including North Point, lost except for Horn Lake. Oh, my goodness. And I mean, a lot of these were a straight-up ass whooping. I'm not going to lie. Ooh, I, mean, I mean, just straight up. I earmuffs, mean, people. Earmuffs, I, I mean. mean. It, it was rough. It was rough. I, I hate to say it. It was tough, man. But you know, It's going to be interesting. I mean, we had the three big ones win last week. So now we're going to get them talking about these kinds of games. And this is where you learn a lot more about your team than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I got to say, I'm going to be excited to hear how you attack some of these interviews. Yeah, I, you know, I, I look forward to it. You know, our coaches are always gracious and they always enjoy talking. And, you know, this is part of it. You know, it's part of the job. You know, when you're at the top, you know, uh, you've you got to answer for the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, this is the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is that, like, uh, you know, some of the games had really great stats, but it, just everywhere except for the scoreboard. So, I mean, like, there's going to be some positive stuff to talk about. But basically, you know, these are the things where you get to evaluate where you are and move forward. So I look forward to talking to yeah. them, and it should, it should make good for a second half post game show. And speaking about being able to evaluate where you are, we had a nice little article written about us that I can't thank everybody enough for sharing, giving us those kind words, and allowing us to cover the city like it, we do. Uh, um, you know, we talked about it like what, a couple months ago that we got approached by a podcast magazine and they let us know that we were possibly in the running of making an episode or a, a an article in one of their magazines and... I, uh, you know, you and I were like, yeah, that's great. I, I doubt we make it. We're, you know, we're in our infancy yeah. and stuff. And then for us to give us the notice and send us pictures that we made it, we were in one of the articles of their latest magazine. It was just, it blew me away. Made us look good. And <laughs> I was like, who are like they talking to, about? <laughs> yeah. We like to say uh, two schlubs from the South, but uh, we, we cleaned up pretty nice. Yeah. Had a fantastic article written about us and I cannot thank them enough. Oh, no doubt. I'm just happy I bathed that day we took pictures. <laughs> you know? Um, but yes, I really, really appreciate it. Miko was a fantastic journalist and it was a great experience and uh, really, really appreciate that. Yes. And something that we've added that was not in that article is jokes of the week. Yeah, that's right. We have we have uh, definitely adjusted our stuff and uh, got some new things. But again, more great emails. I really appreciate these. You're right, Cash. We had a lot of great emails this week. I just really love these. And I really like these three this time. You know, even though we got several, several more I actually have a bank of over 30 jokes now that we can pull from. We can stop getting emails and we'll be good for the next, you know, 10 weeks. But so. please do not stop sending them because yes. we love getting the different variety and just being able to shout people out. Like it really touches our hearts. Oh, there's no doubt. Trust me, when my cohorts are walking by and they see me giggling in my office, I'm like, what are you <laughs> laughing at? And I'm, I'm not, I got an email. <laughs> you know, so it, it makes my day. But uh, let's get them going. Cash, do you know where the first French fry was cooked? I'm just going to go a little off the wall and say Belgium. Greece. 
that that was a layup right there. I'm sorry. I mean, it was a softball for you. Oh man, absolutely love it. Cash, what car does a Jedi drive? I have a feeling I know this one, but go ahead, hit me with it. A Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) Was it green? (laughs) All right, Cash. Did you know William Shatner, the famous Captain Kirk of Star Trek? had to discontinue his woman's line of lingerie? I didn't. What happened? For some reason, people didn't like the idea of Shatner panties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I did not expect it to go that direction. But Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. I got to have a little fun. Thank you again for those jokes, guys. That was French, Mary, and Tom. Really appreciate that. I'm going to assume I know which one French sent us. Yes, yes. You can imagine. <laughs> Guys, if y'all enjoyed those jokes like we did, you'd probably enjoy a fantastic realtor or a realtor team, and that is Team Couch of Birch Realty. They are one of the best sponsors we have here on the podcast and make this podcast available to you each and every week. We couldn't thank them enough. If you are looking for somebody to help you buy or sell a home or even in commercial real estate in DeSoto County or the surrounding area, they are truly, truly the best. Heck, they've been voted that way for over 10 years. They have over 60 years of combined experience as well has done over 25,000 closings. They are truly the top-notch group to work with. They are a full-service team now. That means you will always get them no matter what time you call, what the situation is. This is not a part-time gig. This is not a side hustle. They are truly legit, and they are going to take care of you. Go ahead and check them out at teamcouch.com, or you can call Brian or anybody at his team at the office at 662-449-1700, or you can contact Brian personally at 901 461 7653. As always, guys, it is that time for that motivational message, and this week is no different. We hope you enjoy this audio and hope it gives you a little pep for this week. Here we go. One of the things that we know about life is that it is always changing. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes things go real well, and sometimes they don't. Now, that's that thing called life. And when we begin to understand and know that, accepting that reality that we will never ever have things just on an even kill all the time, that you're gonna have some ups and you're gonna have some downs. But during those down moments, that's where the growth takes place. That's where the work is. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships. Anybody could be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. That's just kind of the way that life works sometimes. It's it's Murphy's Law. When things go wrong, they always seem to happen at once. And they just compound on top of each other. And it's, it's pretty easy sometimes to feel beaten when you're faced with all those issues and all those problems and they all hit you at the same time but that doesn't mean give up in fact it means the opposite it means it's time for you to fight hard to dig in means it's time for you to go on the warpath. You see, all of us in life encounter these 
the end moments, these hard, stress-filled, anxiety-filled moments that unexpectedly hit us. And the thing is that's common for all of us when these ambushes occur, we all get stuck on a central point. In special operations lingo, we call it the X. And the X is that central point of attack. It is the point of incident. It's the point of the, the end moments. And for most of us, we focus on the pain. We focus on the misery. We focus on that stress. And we get stuck, failing to realize one of the greatest gifts you have when life ambushes come, that it can become a new beginning. Guys, we hope you enjoyed that motivational message, and we really want to continue doing that. So if you have any suggestions or recommendations, something you've heard, and want to send us some audio or something, send us an email at obpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, also make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss a single episode, as well as let your friends know where you're listening and how to get to us. You can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We always have links to all of our most current shows as well as our past content. Now that it was the first Tuesday of a month, and it is still hard to believe that we are in September, but already this far into it. My goodness. I know that's right. But we did have an alderman meeting this week, and it was kind of short and sweet. It, these run so smooth with Ken Adams. I don't know what's happening, but it is just a completely different feel. So thank you, Ken. And good job with everything that you have been doing. The most important thing that happened at this alderman meeting was the millage rate stayed the same 38.5. Which is nice. That is the lowest of all the major cities in Soda County. So uh, congrats to all of us and all the branch. It did say the same in all the counties. But like you said, Olive Branch remains the best and the lowest. So we will go ahead and take that as a nice little victory lap. The budget was approved from the beginning of next month, October the 1st, all the way through September the 30th, 2022, it was accepted with unanimous approval. Due to the annexation, there's a funky road on Ross Meadows that was not completed. And so it's a little bit of hard of, is it the counties? Is it South Havens? Is it Olive Branch's responsibility to get this road done? So DeSoto County has taken it over and we are in partnership with South Haven. DeSoto County's paying it and the two cities are breaking it up. This is all going to be done by Jones Road Construction and Maintenance, and this was approved unanimously. They got the contract written up, and this is now going to be a smooth issue. Good to hear we got that cleaned up, because I can imagine that could be like muddied through bureaucracy for years. It's a nightmare situation that probably should have come up but with how annexation happened. We talked about, you know, we thought it was going to be a two-year delay. Nothing ended up happening, and so... Some things kind of fell through the cracks, but it, like you said, it's nice that this is already handled. The last thing that happened that and was approved unanimously was sending a letter to the Corps of Engineers to participate in a feasibility study to see if we can get some more grants in the city. And hey, who wants to say no to free money? No doubt. Always like free money. Cash, appreciate that information on the Alderman meeting. I know that takes time and a lot of effort, but uh, like you said, Ken Adams does such a fantastic job and the meetings seem to flow so quickly. It's nothing like our partner podcast down in Hernando we're having to deal with when there are noise ordinances and all kinds of crazy stuff, people mad, shouting. and uh, I mean, I kind of wish we had a little bit of that action, but hey, it's nice that we have nice, cool citizens and that typically cooler heads can prevail. I agree. 
you know, something else that's nice is having a place like Michael Hatcher and Associates being associated with our podcast. They are a phenomenal sponsor that does so much for our community and have so many great job opportunities out there if you're looking for something different. They are hiring in multiple positions, and we've said it a lot, and I know we sound like a you know broken record sometimes, but I'm telling you, this is truly a great place to go work. It is fantastic people. I am really good friends with a lot of people there. They love their job. They love showing up, and they're taking care of. The benefits are fantastic. The pay is fantastic. The options for your coverages when it comes to insurance, stock options, different things are all there, and it feels like a family atmosphere. I mean, heck, their motto is hire for life. This is a place you want to check out. Go to HatcherLandscape.com and check out all the things they offer. And by the way, if you're in the market to have some landscaping done or some specialty projects done, or even in the commercial market, they are one of the top firms to handle all of your needs in this entire area. Go check them out again, I'm telling you, at HatcherLandscape.com. Or if you have specific questions about employment, you can talk to Gabby at 662-755-3207. All right, guys, it's now time for our news and announcements for the local area. We're going to start at the state level. Did you know that the Justice Department actually sued Mississippi back in 2016? And Judge Rees ruled the state was actually in violation of the Americans with a Disability Act. Now, what this means is, is Mississippi now has 120 days to come up with a proposed long-term plan on how it prevent unnecessary institutionalizations of people with mental illness in state hospitals. U.S. District Judge Carlton Reeves ordered that the state's initial plan be submitted to the U.S. Justice Department and an independent monitor, Michael Hogan, for feedback. The final plan must be completed in 180 days. It's a shame to know that we just got sued by the Justice Department five years ago for something like this, but I'm glad to know that we are moving in a direction to help prevent some of these unnecessary institutionalizations. Oh, yeah, there there is no doubt. Now for a little bit of positive news. It was fantastic to see Sheriff Deputy Austin Eldridge be able to head back into work at the Sheriff's Department. Bravo to him. I know he's been going through a lot of hard work to get this done. Yeah, it was awesome. I saw his post on Facebook and Twitter where he talked about, you know, it was his first day back on the job. Uh, He was standing by his truck. And yes, you did hear me. He was standing by his truck and, you know, showed him in his office and he had such a large welcome reception. And it was nice. You know, it's good to have that level of normalcy. Uh, in his life getting back and so we're real happy for him i mean his routine's getting longer and longer because he's also doing a little bit of work with me at 95.3 the rebel doing play-by-play each and every friday night so i know he's getting happy to be able to flex his voice a little bit more oh there's no doubt yeah i got to i got to see him in action tonight at olive branch and uh Got to watch him uh, do his thing and saw his tweets and everything else for the Starkville game. And so uh, if you hadn't checked that out, go check him out. He is on Twitter and he does that play-by-play, which is pretty nice. Now, sometimes those games lead you to need a little bit something heavier than an ice-cold cola. And our friends over at Backwater Brewery have your back with some of the most delicious beverages you're going to get in the city. You have no doubt there, Cash. Guys, I don't think y'all realize Backwater Brewery is the only brewery in North Mississippi. It is right here in our backyard. Guys, they make fantastic ciders, lagers, and have one of the coolest atmospheres you could imagine right there in Old Town. And here's the other thing, guys. They're actually gearing up for a lot of new developments, 
a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe. You really need to go in there and check it out because it is just evolving day by day. And here's the thing. They are doing so many cool things with the people around in our community. They are doing these corporate parties. They are doing amazing things with the community. Game nights for you to be able to get together, hang out with your friends. I've started playing the new Monopoly, Lord of the Rings. It is the funnest way to play it. And you can go ahead and play it up there. Bring your own board. Hang out with your friends. These are the kinds of areas that you want to support to make sure that they stick around. Guys, if you want something new and unique instead of the old Natty Light or the same thing out the grocery store shelf, go check them out. They have some of the most amazing ciders and lagers. I'm telling you, they're so unique, such amazing taste. Once you drink one, you're going to know what I'm talking about. And I saw a leaf fall earlier in this week, which means that fall is right around the corner. So I'm sure there's going to be some kind of pumpkin spice creation that is going to be coming out of Backwater Brewery. And they don't last long, so make sure you get a growler, take it home, and enjoy it. Guys, again, they're right there in Old Town, right on 178, right next to Side Street Burger. Go check them out. Guys, if you're looking for some more entertainment that is outdoors, South Haven is going to be showing a movie once a month at Saucer Park starting September 23rd with the movie The Secret Life of Pets. And then on October 21st, one of my favorites, Coco, will be playing. Not only that, Hernando is also doing some free concerts on their hometown bands every Thursday at 7 o'clock at the historic town square. And I'm not endorsing anything, but if there's a perfect place to have a growler, it is at a concert. Oh, no doubt. Hopefully, Olive Branch will be following suit and we'll have some entertainment options like this in the near future since Ken Adams has been doing so well and everything else. I couldn't agree with you more. And if you want this, make sure that you email your aldermen or keep emailing us about this so we can pass these messages along. Agreed. Guys, also, we told you last few weeks, the Mid-South Fair is finally coming back. It'll be here on the 23rd, and you have a chance to get tickets for 25% off. Just order them online before the first day of the Mid-South Fair, and voila, you've got your discount. Guys are going to have amazing rides, amazing shows, and you know what? The more people come, the more likely this fair is going to get back to what it was when we, we were little. And you know what I'm talking about. Food fantastic, rides galore, just a great atmosphere. We want to bring that back to DeSoto County. So make sure you get out, enjoy it, do your part. Yeah, and if you save 25% on tickets, that means you can spend 25% on food and drinks. And hey, that's why we all know what we're going there for. So Zach, before we get into any more news, I just... We used to have an entertainment podcast. We talked about it, and I haven't been able to talk about the show with anybody. Murders in my building, and it is fantastic. It's on Hulu. Steve Martin, Martin Sheen, and believe it or not, Selena Gomez are absolutely killing this. There is a murder in the building, and they start a podcast, kind of true crime serial-like on it. It is something that you are going to want to see. sounds so intriguing. Yeah, I, I have to give it a look. It is absolutely off the wall, and but... What would you do if there was a murder in your house or building? Uh, move? Yeah, probably pretty quick. That's right, Cash. And you know somebody you ought to call, and that is Rodman Properties. Guys, this is a local company that specializes in buying houses that maybe has a bad history, maybe something bad's happened, or maybe it's just outdated, has damage. Whatever you want to call it, you want to get out of it fast, quick and easy for a good cash price. 
This is who you want to talk to. Guys, if you go to the website, ibuydesoto.com, you will see a litany of options of things they provide and things they do for people who are in the market to maybe sell their home or are in the rental market as they do several rental properties. But these aren't your typical rental properties. These are homes that they have rehabbed and made extremely nice, improving the home as well as the community they're in, thus improving property value. They are welcomed at most Olive Branch and South Haven areas where they are the highest population. This is who you want to work with, people. Go check them out right now at iBuyDeSoto.com. You will not regret it. Oddly enough, with the way that this is being recorded, it just became September 11th, and it's hard to believe we are 20 years removed from that tragic day. You're in line, Cash. Do you remember where you were 20 years ago? I do. I was actually in class, and it was one of the most terrifying situations I had ever been in, not really even knowing what was going on, but we initially saw the TV being rolled out and you think it's something good. You're sitting in class. It's like, oh, yes, I don't have to learn. And then all of a sudden they just showed the news, which I'm not even sure if that's something that would happen in today's day and age. Not but likely. I remember my mom coming and check me out. Me and my brother, everyone's crying, not really understanding what's going on. And it was a terrifying time. It's amazing how just about anyone I can talk to knows exactly what they were doing when it, when they found out, what they did for the next hour, how they handled it, how they coped with it, who they talked to. I mean, it's one of those rare situations that everyone feels united about and, like you said, remembers exactly what was going on. Yeah, it, it, was, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was sitting in a dorm room uh, in Louisiana and I got a phone call from my roommate's future ex-girlfriend telling me that we're under attack and that, you know, uh, where's Scott and this and that. And I was just like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm sure as a college student hearing we're under attack, it could have meant anything. I didn't know what she was talking about. But anyway, once you turn the TV on and you saw things going on, you know, your eyes never peeled from the TV and you, it just puts a whole different sense in the world. Uh, you know, it just crashes down that sense of that security blanket you thought you had. So, uh, guys, we just want to say, you know, we really appreciate all our first responders and everyone out there who puts their life on the line uh, to help people and save lives. And uh, this weekend is pretty special. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Olive Branch High School. They honored their first responders out there before the football game. I thought that was amazing. I think that's real classy of Olive Branch and Coach Russell, the football team, and everyone that was involved. Um, and something else that's you know going on around here that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and that is the Honor the Troops Classic uh, Golf Tournament. And, guys, this is going to happen on September 23rd and 24th, and this is going to be a great, great event that is going to help our veterans in the area. And the money goes to the Walter Reed Society, which is going to help the medical center. And, you know, in the past five, six years, they've raised over $125,000 for these veterans, and we need to continue that. And because of our efforts, Olive Branch has been named a Purple Heart City. Uh, the Olive Branch Country Club is a Purple Heart golf course, golf the course. only one in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's come with this, and it really puts Olive Branch in a real positive light. And this is something we can be a part of. They're looking for uh, sponsors and people to donate so that every veteran that comes to play doesn't have to pay, gets free meals, hat, a gift bag, and basically a thank you. Uh, and I think that's something we can all come together and do. And so you look them up. There is Honor the Troops Classic Golf Tournament on, on it's a .com. Let them know that you want to support and do your part. And I, I think it's awesome. And we really, really appreciate all the help that you could do for this. So hopefully you're able to take a little bit of time out of your weekend and remember everything that happened on this day. See if we can't try to come back together a little bit more. 
Absolutely. 100% agree. You know, Cash, something else that's related to this kind of unique way. I have a lot of friends who are Ole Miss fans, and they tell me about uh, how the field is being painted differently for their home game tomorrow. The 13-yard hash mark is going to be painted black as well as it's going to have the number 13 on the sideline. And this is to memorialize the 13 soldiers that were lost in the attack in Afghanistan. And that is what's going to be on that SEC field for their game. And to me, that is super classy. I think that is amazing. Uh, And I think uh, it raises my level of respect for Ole Miss uh, in this situation. You won't ever hear me say too many positive things about Ole Miss, but that is one that I can get behind. And bravo to them for trying to raise awareness and doing what they can in a classy way. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You know, guys, speaking of something else that's classy is the business DeSoto Cleaning. If you want somebody who really takes care of business, does it in a professional manner, make sure you're 100% satisfied with the finished product, then Brian and his crew are who you want to contact. Guys, if you go to Facebook now and look up DeSoto Cleaning, you will not be disappointed. He has multiple videos on there showing his before and afters, numerous positive reviews, and you won't believe this, it's amazingly low price. Save yourself a backache, a headache, and even this, if you mention OB Pod, you can get 15% off the quote slash bill to make it even that much sweeter of a deal. Go check them out right now. That is DeSoto Cleaning on Facebook. Now, unfortunately, we want to wrap up our news with a little bit of sad news, but it's also positive in a way of seeing how the community has come together to come and support a family that needs it in this difficult time. Cash, I know exactly where you're going, and this this was very tough for me personally. Um, I know a lot of people who are really close friends with the Branch family, and this was this was just heartbreaking. The idea that anyone would have to bury a child um, after a tragedy, an accident, whatever, it's just it's just it's unfathomable. Um, but there was a lot of positive that came out of this. Um, you know, if y'all guys didn't know, um, the head baseball coach and his family were traveling during the Labor Day holiday and had a terrible car wreck and their three-year-old daughter, Janie, did not survive the, uh, the wreck. Um, she was transported to Le Bonheur. They did everything they could, but she succumbed to her injuries and it is just, it's just horrifying. Like I said before, uh, the outpour of support and love and prayers from the community were unmatched. Uh, I've never seen so many people come out to try to do what they could to help in any way they could in this really difficult situation. And so I want to say bravo to everyone in our community. Mrs. Branch, she worked at Lewisburg Primary. That's one of our schools. And the baseball coach was widely loved. Even Center Hills baseball coach and team went all the way over to Marshall Academy's baseball field and kneeled and prayed at the mound, wrote messages on the field, uh, you know, praying for her. And I just think that is just super classy, super amazing. And it's just another example of why we live one of the best places in the state, in the country, in the world. And so from our, for our podcast, everyone out there listening, we say thank you. Yeah, and just thank you to the community. I mean, y'all are the reason why we do this, and you give us more than enough reasons to promote you. So, guys, that wraps up our announcements and our news, and I know it was kind of up and down there, but we're going to move on to our fact of the week, and I hope you enjoy it. It is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 ice cream shop. Guys, they're open on Tuesday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Guys, our fact of the week is... This month celebrates the founding of our very first Miss Olive Branch pageant. On September 30th, 1982, the very first Miss Olive Branch pageant was held, believe it or not, in the Olive Branch Middle School Auditorium. 
Jennifer Hollowell was crowned our very first Miss Olive Branch. Thank you again, Rob, for these amazing facts each week. It really highlights our city and cool history we have. Guys, for our second half part of the show, we are going to have our coaches post-game show, so make sure you tune in and hope you really enjoy as we get to talk to these guys about a tough weekend of football. But I do believe when we break down how things went and go, it's going to make you happier that these guys are in the positions they're in. With summer here, are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They are open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. And now it's time for the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector. You think you know football, but you don't. So shut up and listen. I absolutely love that intro. It just gets me pumped, and I cannot thank you enough for being able to get something like that done for us. Dude, that's my buddy. Uh, he is phenomenal. You know, Believe it or not, he goes by TJ, your DJ media. You oh, know? my goodness. <laughs> so I thought people were going to kick out of that. I'm going to get him to do some more stuff on our show, probably down in the future. But, uh, again, appreciate you, brother. You know who you are. Really appreciate it. you know what else is going to give you a lot of energy, especially heading into the weekends? Oh, I know what you're going with. That is the old town vibes, brother. That's exactly where I was going because my dad and brother used them before a disc golf tournament that they had this week, and they said their energy was off the charts and helped them because it was two different courses, and these things, they're low in calories, they're high in energy, and they are exactly what you need to get you through some of these hot days. Guys, what he's talking about is truly an amazing local shop. Old Town Vibes uh, makes some of the best loaded teas, meal replacement shakes, and other little cool drinks that will just blow your socks off. They're right there in that Old Town shopping area, right across from the co-op. It's a convenient location. It's a cool hip shop, a lot of positive energy, and the prices are actually pretty darn good. If you really want to shake up your diet or shake up what kind of drinks you get, this is a place to go check out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. 
Now, Cash, before we go any farther, man, and talk to these coaches, let's talk about some of the scores that sadly were pretty rough for this entire area. But let's go one by one. Yeah, unfortunately, the county didn't do as well as we would have liked. So we will start with the private school in the area, North Point. They lost to Water Valley in, believe it or not, another shootout, 76-49. to So this was basketball, right? Yes, this was absolutely basketball. <laughs> like, How do you score 76 points in a football game? I'm sorry, man. I just, how is there enough time on the clock? I just don't understand. I mean, like. They're playing a different sport. Like because I just man, seventy six points. Yeah. Now I will say I played college football at Northwest Community College back when we were just through the roof, amazing. Played with twelve different Division one guys, phenomenal team, average win margin of over fifty points, uh, and we did score over seventy three times in that season. But we also ran four wide through bombs every single play, <laughs> and scooped up the rewards for it. But so you're talking about Division One talent across the board, yeah. everywhere on the field. This is private school football. No offense, just being honest, and as well as versus a small public school in the country of Water Valley. I just, I just don't see how you get 76 points. I mean, I well, need to go to a ball game so I need to have. I mean, that one high school coach out of Arkansas who now coaches at Presbyterian, who all he does is go for it on fourth down kick onside kicks and go for two he scored 84 this team put up 76 on north point and it's not like north point was the scoring they had 49 these got to be the most entertaining nascar events I mean, you've ever been I to in your life it's tennis nascar whatever you want to call it yeah the next yeah. one we want to talk about is south haven sadly they lost to lafayette in what i have been told was a juggernaut ball game, and it came down to the wire almost to the last play. South Haven was trying to make something happen, and it just didn't go their way, and sadly came up with a lot on an L. Unfortunately, their offense continues to fail them as their defense only gave up 12 points, and they lost 12-8. to I mean, the exact opposite of a North Point game, but bravo to South Haven, and hopefully they can pull out some of these close games in the future. I no doubt. The next one in the South Haven area is DeSoto Central High School, and they lost to Briarcrest 26-20 to as they were trying to mount and come back, but unfortunately ran out of time and didn't get the W there either. Now we're going to continue our losing waves as we head down to Hernando as they lost to Grenada 40-22. to now, believe it or not, this game was lopsided until almost to the end. Hernando was not even in the ball game through three quarters and suddenly mounted a comeback and trying to make something happen towards the end and was actually driving to score and possibly do a two-point conversion to get into that kind of that gray area where they could actually be in the I was about game. to say, too, still a double-digit loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not. It, it sounds like one team was trying to load the bus in the third quarter yeah. and the other one was still just trying to make it respectful. No, I, I think hey. it was actually like 31 to 22 and Hernando was driving and they were going to try to score and onside and be within a field goal range. Uh, you know, the kicker is Mr. Usselton's son. So we could have seen him win a game winner, but unfortunately I think Grenada ended up getting a turnover and scored again and put it out of reach and it was over. But bravo to Hernando for never giving up and continuing to fight throughout the game because you never know what can happen. And that's the beautiful thing about something going four quarters. Yep. Guys, one team that did win in the county defeated another county opponent. And this was a kind of a shocker to me. Not kind of a shocker. After we've watched a good bit of film of Lake Cormorant, I honestly thought that there was huge state championship, undefeated kind of vibes coming from them. 
Yeah, guys, Horn Lake puts it to Lake Comrade 27 to 14. Now, I have been to the Lake Bowl. Now, this is what it's called, Lake Bowl. Let me tell you, it is nasty. It is aggressive. There's a lot of big hits. Kids usually walk out of there injured. Uh, they mean business. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most heated rivalries that doesn't get a lot of pub. Uh, so I know this game was hard hitting and bringing it. Uh, I wish I could have been there to watch, but sadly, Lake Comrade takes the L uh, and Horn Lake gets the W, 27 to 14. Now let's move on to the teams for why you're really here. Senate Hill lost to Collarville 47 to 6. You know, Cash, I got to be honest with you. This is kind of a sore spot for me. Um, I kind of tweeted it out there, but I'm going to call it like I see it. You know, and I know I work for Center Hill. I know I work for DeSoto County. It's just tough because Collierville is a talented football team. Mm-hmm. They're also very talented because they have five of our starters on their team. And really? That is correct. Their starting running back, who is phenomenal, he, he grew up through Center Hill and transferred to Collierville last year. Uh, they have a lineman, a receiver, and a few other players that also all start. And one of them happened to block one of our kicks during the ball game. Other ones scored, made big plays. Some of the biggest plays all night versus Center Hill were made by Center Hill former players. Center Hill players. And it's just it's just tough, you know, because don't get me wrong, Collier was a beautiful place, mm-hmm. some beautiful facilities, well-coached. And to go up there and play, and it feel, it just feels icky. You know what I mean? I'm not saying anything was done improper or anything else, but I can just tell you, when you have four or five of your players that should be starting for you are playing against you, you know, and you're 10 minutes down the street, it's tough to swallow. Yeah, that, that's you one know? that's got to hurt. And, you know, uh, sadly, the game didn't go very well. A lot of turnovers, uh, a lot of missed things happened, you know. And when I talked to Coach Peacock, you know, I'm sure he's going to explain those things. Well, I mean, and that's one of those things. If they should be playing for you, that means they know the system a little bit. They understand some of the adjustments that are happening. And it's just one of those things that hurts. Yeah, it was, it's tough. It's tough. The next game we're going to talk about is Lewisburg. And sadly, they lost to Kosciuszko 40-12. to Now, believe it or not, that score makes it look like it's pretty lopsided. However, Lewisburg actually won in every offensive category, I believe, except for the scoreboard. I think they had more yards, more passing, more rushing, everything. Sadly, it just did not amount to much when it came to final score. It's just a tough way to lose a ball game. I hate it for Coach Hectorn. Again, I'm planning on talking to him this weekend and get a nice little post-game wrap-up on the show. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of positives to talk about and things we got to look forward to the future. And the game I was looking forward to the most as the radio station 95.3 The Rebel was there. Olive Branch hosting Starkville resulted in, unfortunately, a loss as Starkville claimed the victory 38-7. to Cash, this was a tough one. Uh, I took my son and daughter out there for a few minutes. Uh, you know, we're getting prepared for this soccer tournament. I figured we'd get out of the house for a little bit. We went and watched a little bit of the first half. And, um, man... You talk about some team striking. Starkville is a talented football club. They have been on, for the pretty much the last decade. They've been one of the up top teams. I mean, you talk about jokers that are coming, put a hat on you, play football. They were impressive. And I'll be honest with you, Olive Branch held their own for a long time. You know, things didn't go their way. A lot of penalties that were costly at the worst times. You know, third and long turned to fourth and long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, things of that nature. But they did capitalize on some big plays, especially some fourth and longs. They did convert. But unfortunately, I just sadly have to say that Starkville was just really too talented at the time. Uh, I feel like in missing a game, only having one game under your belt, uh, and Starkville maybe having a little bit more under theirs, maybe being a little more experienced in some key areas, uh, was just the difference. Uh, I think Olive Branch is still a phenomenal team, and they're going to be a force to reckon with in this county. And I could also see them really kind of gelling and becoming a very similar team like Starkville by the end of the season. That's a huge compliment. 
Yeah. So Coach Russell just shouldn't hang his hat. I know the score didn't look great, um, but I think the guys were scrappy. They weren't scared. They were hitting out there. And to me, that's half the battle. And so I think they'll continue to get better and better. Well, that's going to wrap up all the scores that we have in the county, and I'm excited to hear these conversations that you have with the coaches and the positives that they are taking from it. Absolutely. Guys, we're going to go to these interviews now, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks again. Let's go straight into our interview with Coach Russell. Hi, right, guys. I've got Coach Russell with me. Coach, man, how's your weekend going? I know it was a tough night Friday night, but you know, I know uh, really good coaches really sit back, evaluate things, and so how was the weekend? How's the evaluation going? Well, you know, I had an opportunity yesterday to sit down and watch it and just really dive into the film. Spent my entire Saturday yesterday just looking for ways to, to make us a better football team. Uh, I still feel very confident that we've got a really good team. We've got a lot of really good players. Uh, we just got a lot of stuff that we need to correct, we need to clean up. And, uh, you know, the first thing to do with that is just to dive into the tape and, and find out what those things are and start addressing them with our coaching staff. Yeah, Coach. I mean, look, I, I came out to your game for a little while, and, you know, that is a very good football team. Starkville High School is going to be a state contender. Uh, there's a lot of speed everywhere, a lot of talented guys. And I thought, you know, y'all uh, brushed up with them pretty well, uh, matched up, and just uh, had some issues here and there and unfortunate situations, penalties, a lot of things contributing, you know. But, hey, that's football. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, y'all are going to recover from this really easily and uh, probably, just like you said, clean up the list of things, and, and y'all be right back back in the in, in the saddle as they say uh moving forward you know so uh, coach i want to get right into it you know when you, you said you've really evaluated the tape and i think you've talked to coaches you know offensively you know we, we got seven points on the board what, what were your what was your evaluation there and what were some things maybe you could work on or get better at well you know i think one thing that we got a really a great a better job of and i thought after game one i thought after our st george's game the strength of our offensive team was the line of scrimmage i thought we really controlled the line of scrimmage and uh, we were the most physical football team there on the line of scrimmage. I didn't feel like turning on the tape on this game. That wasn't quite the case. You know, we had a lot of missed blocks, uh, missed assignments. They did a lot of moving and changing and stemming, and they did some twists, and our guys just have got to get better as far as picking up those things. And uh, They were extremely aggressive up front. You know, they, they were flying to the football. and I uh, didn't feel like we had enough time in our passing game. Uh, we had to get rid of the ball quick, more time you know, to, to be able to protect, to, to work on some of those over-the-top routes. And some of those routes, when they play a man defense, which is what they were doing, they're playing man-free, um, we've got to have a little bit more time to have an opportunity to break on our routes and make sure that we're running good routes and getting ourselves open. Uh, we, you know, The completions we did have, you know, Braden Wright had to throw them off his back foot. So we've got to give him more time there. Uh, in the run game, we've got to sure up our blocking and make sure that we're staying on our blocks. Uh, I felt like the issue from from our blocking standpoint was most of the time it was the second step. We weren't getting our second step down quick enough. And when you have guys that are athletic that you're playing against that are changing direction and moving quickly, if you're slow with your second step and they change direction, it's hard to adjust and you get on the edge of a block and that guy has an opportunity to get off of it. Yeah, Coach, I hear you. I, you know, when I watch the tape as well, being an offensive line guy like we always talk about, you know, a fit, finish, you get to the whistle, 
it definitely felt like the interior box of the defense was making a lot of plays and disrupting a lot of y'all's offensive style. Um, and I think that, like you just said, I think it was a huge contributor to the low number on the scoreboard. Uh, but again, Ken Coach, something else I noticed, and I, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You know, it felt like is something would be going great, and then you shoot yourself in the foot. That happened to y'all a lot. Penalty, you know, a huge miss block. Uh, you know, you're and y'all were playing behind the chains a lot of the ball game. Yeah, we had 116 yards of penalties, and it's something that we've got. We're going to address. We have to address. Uh, and a lot of those penalties were self-inflicted wounds. I mean, there weren't a, there weren't a penalty of effort where you're driving and you're a guy and you accidentally get outside the framework and you get a hold. Those kind of things happen every once in a while. Obviously, you don't want them to, but that's an effort penalty. We're talking about false starts and, and things that we have direct control over, uh, and so those things are really really frustrating. One. Uh, you know, one drive in particular, you know, stands out. We get it all the way down the field, and then here we go. We we go and as we do, and we have an opportunity to to go down the field. We'll hurry up a lot of times and, and get up to the line quick because we feel like the defense has had to run a long way on a, on that play, and it puts us in an advantage. Um, and we run the play, and and here we go. We jump off sides, and so now it's instead of being first and ten on the thirty. Now it's first and 15 on the 35, and that's a big difference as far as play calling. And uh, when you're playing a good team, you can't put yourself behind the chains like that. Oh, yeah. Every every yard, every inch matters when you're playing a quality team like Starkville. And so you, ha- you have to be, you know, not perfection, but you need to be striving for it or close to it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like that was a, a big contributing factor. When you have to overcome your own mistakes as well as a quality team, that just makes it very difficult, uh, very, very difficult. Uh, Coach, I did say this, man. Defensively, I was impressed with a few of your guys. I think everybody was flying around the football. I think Starfield just made some really good plays at key times, and I know that hurt y'all. But I got to tell you, some of your defensive linemen, uh, man, flying the ball, a defensive end was really impressive. You want to talk about any of that? Yeah, you know, I think the guy that, that really stands out there that, that had a fantastic game was Travis Boyce, um, and he, he was flying to the football constantly. I mean, uh, he, he made them make a quick decision several times. Uh, he attacked the mesh point on their, on their zone read stuff and made the tackle several in the backfield, had a couple sacks on the game, uh, and then even when he wasn't making the play behind the line of scrimmage, he's chasing it down and just – it's just his motor. I mean, the kid never gets tired. He's just playing hard and just – just a hard-nosed high school football player that just loves playing the game and, and loves to be there. Uh, but even him, he's got you know. There's things there that we need to, to, to continue to improve upon. You know, he's got to do a better job of getting his hands on the deep on the offensive tackle, uh, not letting him get a free release uh, to that linebacker. So even even guys that had phenomenal games like that, and I'm so proud of Travis for what he did. And Travis will be the first to tell you he's got some places he can improve on as well. And uh, and I think that's what we look at on our whole team, on our whole roster. Uh, even guys that have had done things and done things well, uh, there's other places that we can continue to improve. And, and you know, this team is this team is is young in a lot of ways and has a lot of a lot of growing up to do. And and uh, this film is going to be phenomenal uh, for us to look at and, and go through and dive in and say, hey, man, how can we be a better football team? Because we've got a really good team. I feel like I think we've got a lot of kids that can really make plays and really do a lot of things. Um, and I think as we continue to break down and, and get some experience and make those mistakes and see those things on film and just show these kids how that we can improve, I think they're going to take that, and I think they're just going to continue to grow. 
I agree, Coach. Uh, one thing you mentioned right there, Coach, and I think this is something uh, I think a lot of listeners don't uh, maybe understand or don't realize is what's going on. You know, a lot of people look at it as like a video game. You, you call a defense and you let it run its course. But the reality of it is it's just like an offense and defense. Everybody has a role to play when you call certain styles of defense. And you talked about a defensive end who needs to put hands on an offensive tackle so that a tackle doesn't get free release to a linebacker. And a lot of these styles of defense, allowing a linebacker to be free, that's why that linebacker ends up having most of the tackles is because your defensive line is doing their part because that is your defensive scheme and the ideology to be successful. Um, you know, And so there's a lot of things like that. It's just like when you're in co- uh, pass coverage, people talk about, well, I'm cover three. Well, nothing gets over the top. Well, actually, it's a lot more to it than that. You know, And it's just like when they talk about a cover two defense. You know, A cover two defense is useful if your corner is, does not push an, a wide receiver to the middle of the field. You know, so if he's not putting hands on somebody or doing like that, you're selling your safety out, and that defense is useless. And so every defensive style, calls, and so on has a rhyme or reason because, you know, like, even on Friday night, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm standing around a whole bunch of people and a bad play happens, and the responses you get are, man, what are they doing? You know, well, I don't understand. Why is that guy going over there and so on? You know, you can't walk around and tell everybody, hey, look, you know, what you're trying to do here is this, this, and this, and explain it to them. By that time, the next play is going on, and they've moved on, but they've got that bad taste in their mouth. And so I appreciate that you bring up those little details so that people understand that when you call something, high school football, if for a quality state championship competitive team, is not just call a play and hope for the best. It is so much more to it. And there is so much more coaching, so much more detail. And uh, so for you to mention that and talk about things, I really appreciate that. Uh, it goes a long way to show the level of expertise you have when y'all call your plays and defense and stuff. And like a lot of our schools, I mean, when I talk to Coach Hectorn, he talks about how mesh points and different things, and they're doing that. And, of course, Coach Peacock over at Center Hill, they run one of the most complicated offenses to defend in, in the country, you know, old school, et cetera. And you talk about guys who have to make adjustments every second of the game. I mean, they have to make calls at the line, make changes, work different things, and all that has to happen within a half a second, second. So these high school kids are getting the best coaching. And so, again, I think that's awesome that you're mentioning that. I think, like you said, your best player had a great night, but as you said, he can always improve. And so if the expectations remain high, that's a quality team. Coach, we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're excited about it. We're excited about an opportunity to get better and just, just grow from this film and, and, and learn from our mistakes even when we did things good, you know, in the you know we talk about a uh, defensive end affecting how the linebacker plays, it's, and, and we always go back to it. Football is the ultimate team sport, and that's why. And that's why the, the little things that people don't see in the game are the things that are so important to making it all function correctly. You know that they see that the linebacker is not making plays. Well, the linebacker is not making plays because he's got guys in his face, and, and those guys can be affected by a different guy that you know that, that people don't really see that the results of, of his actions. Um, so there's a lot of selfless things that are done on a football team. Uh, you take back, you go back to the offensive line. I mean, those are the most selfless guys you know out there. You know, they're working hard every day uh, just to make sure that other people are successful. And the only time that you know their name or hear about them is when they haven't. Uh, done things well and uh, you know that's unfortunate but that's just part of the game and it's just the reason it's this greatest sport to to help young men grow up and be better people is because they've got to do their part and their role within the team to order to make everybody successful and you you, you teach a kid how to do that and be selfless and, and, and really fight for a cause and work as hard as you have to do in football you know that kid has an opportunity to be really successful later in life which is you know of course our ultimate goal. 
Agree, Coach. Coach, I think y'all are going to rebound from this game, no problem. So let's focus on next week. Who do we got coming up Friday? We have Evangelical Christian School and, uh, you know, a quality opponent. They won a state championship up in Tennessee in 2019. Uh, they're, they're one of those teams, again, that are going to be a bend-don't-break style. Uh, they're a 3-4 uh, defense with two high safeties, and they're going to play four guys deep most of the time and keep everything in front of you and, and make you earn everything you got, you know. So uh, that's their style of defense. Um, you know, you're, uh, I think we're gonna have a, we have a phenomenal plan to attack it. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're really excited about getting our, getting our linemen back on track. And, again, like I said, versus St. George, we had a, we had a big-time week up front. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about seeing what our big guys up front, how they respond this week. And I know they'll do a great job, and I'm excited about what they can do this week. Absolutely, Coach. Now, I, like you just said, I think ECS, if somebody needs a comparison, they are very close to what a St. George would be, very similar styles, very similar coaching patterns. Um, and so if you went to the St. George game, you're going to see a very similar game. Uh, hopefully we'll have the same result of the game, if not even better. Uh, so that will be Friday, 7 o'clock, and that is a home game, correct, Coach? That's right. It's another home game. We have another opportunity to get out here in front of the lights on pool field and have an opportunity to play under our, uh, in front of our fans. Uh, really, really excited about that. It's homecoming. That's a big deal. Uh, so we've got uh, our homecoming festivities. And uh, a tidbit that is, that is very important is we're going to honor that 10-year state championship team uh, at this game. You know, that was originally scheduled uh, for that Trezevant game that was that was uh, canceled due to COVID. Uh, so we have rescheduled that celebration with that 10-year reunion of that state championship team. Uh, we ask that those guys get there at 630 uh, outside of the pavilion entrance, and uh, we'll, we'll honor them and, and, and mention them. And I know Miss Shackelford has something written up for uh, that group that she knows so many of, and uh, they want to read about the team and just kind of the, the history of that. And, you know, just such a big part of our history here at Olive Branch, such a big uh, moment in our history. Uh, we want to celebrate that at that game for sure. I agree, Coach. And I'll tell you, man, uh, as being the longest standing school of Olive Branch, as you should be, uh, tradition goes a long way. And I know those uh, folks are, uh, that are part of that community are really going to appreciate that. And that's going to be a great thing. So, guys, we encourage everybody to go out to Olive Branch on Friday at 7 p.m. They'll be doing homecoming as well as doing honoring the 10-year anniversary of the state championship team. Uh, Coach, again, thank you so much for your time this week. It's always appreciated. Uh, we wish you luck playing ECS and look forward to talking to you again next week. Sounds great, Zach. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Coach. I know that was a tough one to do, and we can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us a little bit of your time. Now we've got head coach Alan Peacock. All right, guys, I got Coach Peacock here. Coach, man, how's your how's your Sunday treat you, man? I know it was a rough night Friday, and uh, but I know y'all looked at the tape and met as a staff. Uh, how would you evaluate Friday night and as a whole? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just did, didn't play very well. Uh, I mean, honestly, mainly offensively, we we did some some good and some bad on defense, like always. But um, offensively, we just put ourselves in too many too many bad spots. I think we had five turnovers, and uh, you know, no matter what you do, you, you turn the ball over five times, you're gonna have a hard time winning. Yeah, coach, that's tough, man. When you got five turnovers versus a decent team, that that makes it tough for anybody to win a game, much less if you're you know if you're not kicking on all cylinders. I know y'all are missing a few players before the game, and you know when you've got some players fighting potential injury or some nagging injuries and stuff. And so I know that's not an excuse or you know an abbreviation or whatever you want to call it, but everything everything matters when it comes to these ball games, uh, you know. But I'd be honest with you, coach. The elephant in the room for me was is that I know there probably was a little animosity when it comes to 
to uh, who you're playing against. Uh, you know, there was at least four or five guys that played on your sideline in recent time that were starters for Collierville. And, uh, you know, and I know that's unfortunate and it's, uh, you know, you want those kids to stay with you because I think they're some of their better players and I hate they're not wearing the black and red. And do you think that affected any of y'all's players or how they approach the game or anything like that? I, I mean, I'm sure we know with our kids because they, they know them so well. And I, I'm sure it gave them a little extra motivation and, and, and whatnot. I think they, they definitely, I think, wanted wanted to win, you know, a little extra because of that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we just got to go play football. And, you know, whether it's an injury or, or transfers in this situation, you know, um, you just you just want to go play football and, and give your best effort. And that's what I told them, you know, before the game. was like, look, guys, if – if we go over there and we play 100 miles an hour and we, we just get after it and give our absolute best and know that we left everything on the field, even if we don't win, I think we can be okay with that. But, you know, this week we just – not that we didn't attempt to give our best effort, but we just did a lot of uncharacteristic stuff, especially on the offensive side of the ball from turnovers. I mean, we turned the ball over on the second play of the game. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I think we forced like two fumbles – or three fumbles against them, and, and and every single one of them like bounced right back up to, to Collierville, and then all of ours seemed to bounce right to Collierville also. So it just it was one of those nights where we couldn't seem to do anything right, and they couldn't seem to do anything wrong. Yeah, I've been in a situation like that, Coach, and that, that's tough, man, especially from on the sideline. You know, and of course, it doesn't help. And you know, and this is my personal opinion: when it's insult to injury, is when you're trying to pour on the score at the end. You know, I, I'm a believer in you know pulling the dogs off when things are in hand, and to see multiple touchdowns towards the end of the ball game. You know, it just kind of kind of rubs salt in the wound. And you know, I was hoping that we had a better relationship with Collierville when it comes to that. Again, every coach is unique, and some people say, you know, don't get on the field if you can't take it. Scoring is scoring. Football is football. And I get that, but this is also high school sports and we're trying to teach kids. And so it is what it is. But um, offensively, Coach, were there some kids that maybe uh, stepped up a little bit or had some good stuff or even special teams, defense? Anybody you want to highlight in particular? Well, I think I think the, the you know, the best play of the night or whatever you want to say, obviously on the defense perspective for sure, was Nate Taylor. I think he had like 11 tackles. Uh, he had four tackles for loss. He had an interception. He was playing, you know, like it was his last game and it, very well could be at least his last game for a little bit. He's got to have surgery. He tore a tendon in his finger uh, last week. He's got to have surgery tomorrow morning. Um, they let him play just because, you, you know, you couldn't really – you couldn't tear it anymore. It was already torn, and um, so they let, they let him play. We had to tape it up real good. I'm hoping that maybe they put a cast on it to where he can maybe – Maybe he misses this week, but maybe by by district play he's back. Uh, you know, he just played an outstanding game. He's he's really right now he's playing inside linebacker. He's our best inside linebacker um, and playing really really well. Um, and so you hate to see that where you know a kid is a junior and he's kind of coming along and he's starting to figure things out. And then now you know he's got to miss a week or two or maybe maybe more. Um, but he played really well. Came in night, blocked a punt. We we thought we had a chance to get one. Um, uh, and, and he was able to get his hand on it. He almost scooped and score, but he just couldn't quite get his hands under it. Uh, played well, and then you know, offensively, I, you know, we just didn't play very well. And it was it wasn't one spot; it was a lot of spots. Um, you know, I, we, like I said, we had five turnovers. We, um, you know, we did some uncharacteristic things offensive line wise. I, I'll, I took some of the blame after the game. I'll take some of the blame now. I, I didn't call a very good game on third downs. You know, I know we had a fourth and one and a couple of third and shorts that. That I definitely would like to like to have my calls back, um, but 
you know, it's, it is it is what it is. It's it's the nature of the beast. And like I said, it just the the whole night just it seemed like everything kind of went their way, and 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 not very much went our way. And they're a good football team. You know, they've got a linebacker number ten that's a really good football player. You know, they got like we like we talked about. They got several guys that that the two years ago when we played them over there were all center hill guys and um they're all starters for them now and a couple of them are, are going to play college football a, a defensive lineman that's, that's really pretty good and the running back is good he rushed for over a thousand yards for us as a sophomore and, and he's continued to improve and, and and had a good game uh the last two weeks really had a really good game i, I hate to take anything away from them and just say we didn't play good but but because they're a really good football team, and they're going if they stay healthy, they're going. I think they're going to make a, a little run there in the playoffs. I understand, coach. Well, I, I hate all that stuff happened. I will tell you, I got some messages from a few people that said they were blown away by a couple punts you had. Did you not have at least two punts that were over fifty yards the night? Yeah, I tell you, man, Eric, he does a great job with it. Um, I think he had a fifty-three and a fifty-two, and then he had another one that was in the upper thirties and. You know, in high school, really, if you can punt at thirty yards, you 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 know, you know that's not that bad. Thirty five no, no. is pretty good, but forty is so, impressive. Fifty is incredible. When when you are can consistently be forty plus, and you you're tapping fifty every once in a while, you you feel pretty good about yourselves. And he and he, like I said, he he was all state. Uh, I think he was first team one year and and second team one year the last two years. But you know, you got a kid that, like I said, is. He's playing defensive line. He's playing quarterback, and he's punting for you. Uh, he's doing a lot of things, and um, really did a great job punting Friday night. Yeah, that's uh, that's good, and, and uh, I'm happy to hear that, coach. So, coach, let's focus on next week. I know you're going to rebound this week, and uh, you got a, you got a home game coming up, and this is versus Little Rock Christian. Is that correct? Yeah, against uh, Little Rock Christian uh, Academy. Um, you know, it's one of those where. It's really it's a one year deal, so I got to try to find somebody else in this in this week next year. They they lost a game late. Somebody dropped football. We were looking for a, for a, a game this week, and they were willing to play and they were willing to come to us, which was the main thing because I was not gonna gonna travel. I, w- I needed a home game. Uh, a really good football team. I think they're undefeated right now. They are I think either three and zero or four and zero. I know um, the last couple years have been really good. I think two years ago or three years ago they went like 13 and one and lost in the semifinals. Um, so they're going to, you know, be a good football team, a good challenge, going to be well coached. We don't get a lot of film uh, from opponents of teams that run an offense like us, but we actually, uh, it's kind of good and bad. They played a flex bone team last week. So we've got some film on what they did against it and what some of the things they tried to do to stop it. But it's also bad in the sense that they now have, have six days or seven days to prepare for it instead of just three, uh, like a normal team. So, I can definitely see that, Coach. I mean, you, you definitely you want to take advantage of the advantage that you get of not being able to prep for such a hard team or a hard style of offense to uh, you know defend. So, well, that's good, and Coach. I mean, like I said, I think playing a quality opponent is going to what makes you better, especially going into district play. You know, it was a tough night for every school in the district, minus Horn Lake. Everybody took an L last night, and so I think everybody's you know licking their wounds a little bit and kind of rebounding from it, and so. Uh, how we come from this is going to be an example of you know how the coaching and staff and the program move forward. And I know you guys do a phenomenal job, and I look forward to Friday's uh, you know outcome and how the kids respond. Coach, is there anything else going on this next coming week? Is there any special festivities for Friday night? No, no, I don't think anything special going on this week. We got uh, you know we got a home JV game uh, Monday night, so tomorrow night at home. Um, 
You know, so, you know, Center Hill fans come out and watch some of these young guys play. It's going to be, like I said, you know, it's, it's getting to that, that time of the year that, that's my favorite. It's kind of finally cooled off a little bit. You're not as worried about tramps. You can drink a little coffee in the morning. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to a good week of practice. And, and, and again, I, I hope and expect a great atmosphere Friday night. We had a great, great home crowd two weeks ago with Kirby. I, I hope Little Rock Christian brings a good crowd. So I'm hoping, you know, that he wants a great crowd and a, and a good, uh, good atmosphere and you know like i said i just i want our fans to come out support our kids and again it's a, it's a, it's that last week before district play so you want to win all of them but two weeks from now is what really matters because you want to you got to get four wins to make the playoffs so we got to get tuned up we got to get kids in the right position and get them playing again just playing better uh as we pr- prepare for uh region 168 Heard that, Coach. Guys, that's right. Come out Friday night, 7 o'clock, playing Little Rock Christian, especially you insane stings. We want to see you out there rocking and making the atmosphere as awesome and electric as it was versus Kirby. And we look forward to everybody at the ball game. Coach, again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you chatting with us and letting us know about the ball game. And we wish you luck for this week. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks again, Coach. There was definitely a lot of emotion in that one, Coach, and thank you for being able to talk about that entire game. Now, last but not least, here is Coach Hectorn. Hey, guys and gals. I've got Coach Hectorn here. Coach, man, appreciate you joining us again this week. I, I know it was a tough ball game last night, uh, not the outcome you were hoping for, but you know, when I watched the film and I talked to people at, uh, that attended Jamestown, they said it was a great atmosphere. The kids fought hard. You know, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts after last night's game? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like you said, the, the atmosphere was was uh, electric all night long. We had a, a, a really good tribute, a 9-11 tribute before the game. And, uh, so a lot of patriotism and, and just people, you know, excited to have a, a, another Friday night of, of football in, in Jamestown. So that was a great feeling. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think our kids played hard. You know, we kind of kind of shot ourselves in the foot quite a bit throughout the course of the night. But, um, you know, most important thing was I felt like they continued to fight and, and we didn't give up. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's step one of, of kind of where we're trying to get is we've got to continue to play no matter what's going on. And I thought our kids did that. So, um, you know, if we can find some positives, we're definitely going to do it. And that's definitely one of them. Coach, couldn't agree with you more. You know, Coach, one of the things I noticed immediately was is that uh, that didn't look like that was your starting quarterback. Uh, what Did you have a change at quarterback? Was there some situations there we need to know about? Yeah, we, we had a few injuries um, and uh, quarantines and different things like that. But our our, uh, our quarterback that has started, Taylor Hill, who started uh, the first few games, uh, got a little tangled up in practice earlier in the week and, um, you know, had a little bit of a lower leg injury and, uh, you know, probably could have gone – uh, you know, last night, but you know, we, we felt like it wasn't really worth the risk of throwing him out there, and uh, and we gave Gunnar Gilmore the start, and, and and you know, I thought he played well. You know, he made some he made some young uh, sophomore first time playing varsity quarterback, uh, you know, uh, mistakes. But overall, I thought he, his composure was really really good. He he commanded the offense, threw some great balls, and um, you know we're really excited about him and and kind of how he can help our team in, in multiple ways. Heard that, coach. Well, uh, I hate to hear that your quarterback got tangled up in practice. Uh, did you deal with any other injuries? Was there any other kids out for the ball game, or was that just the one key one? Yeah, I mean from our from our our, our opening night start uh, to now, I mean we're we're down six guys. Um, at least this past week, we were down six guys due to different, like I said, you know, injuries and quarantines and things like that. And we had um, our Mike Backer went down early in the first quarter, you know, so just a lot of 
a lot of inexperience for an already inexperienced team. Um, but again, we had guys I thought that stepped up and, and played well. And, and it was, you kind of go back and, and look at the film and watch the game. It was, it was not just a complete domination all night long. It was, you know, little, little plays here and there of, again, that inexperience kind of showing up and, uh, that tends to be the difference. Coach, I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, the game was feisty. The kids played hard. Um, like you said, you know, you shot yourself in the foot of quite a bit. I mean, just the second quarter alone, multiple uh, turnovers, bad situations, uh, you know, pick six, drop touchdowns. I mean, it's just – if you could put it all in there at once, you got it all in that second quarter. And uh, it was tough, man, because it looked like it kind of took the wind out of the sails uh, going into halftime. And, uh, but it was good to see you all come back in the second half and keep fighting. Uh, you know, it, it stayed respectable, is the way I like to say. Uh, it was close, you know, or closer than, you know, most people might have considered. And uh, so kudos to the team on that. Yeah, like I said, you know, that second quarter was was really where it kind of got bad. Where we had a we had a safety, and uh, you know they go down and score, you know, right after that. So so you're talking about a, a nine point swing, and uh, you know we go right back down and we we drop a um, a touchdown in the end zone. Uh, you know, just as coming to the ground, the you know the ball kind of coming out, and uh, you know very next play we throw a pick six. You know, and uh, so we get a 21 point swing or so right there to start the kind of start the second quarter and you know now it's now you got to play about perfect in the second half to come back and we played well uh but you know obviously wasn't perfect in the second half so uh we we got to keep from doing those things but field position and turnovers is what really kind of doomed us you know when you look at the look at the stat line i mean we outgained them in yards and less penalties and you know we did a lot of really good things but the ones that stick out is starting field position and and five turnovers, and you're just not going to beat anybody uh, if you're having to drive the field, and we give them a short field, and you're definitely not going to beat anybody with five turnovers. So we've got some things to clean up, and um, you know, I thought the first few weeks our special teams was really good and, and better than our opponent, and uh, that just wasn't the case this week. I think they were uh, a little bit more prepared on special teams, maybe than we were. I've got to do a better job to make sure that that we have a plan to make sure that we don't get in those situations anymore. Coach, I hear you, and you know, like they say, cream rises to the top, and uh, it's admirable of you as the head coach to take that responsibility. And uh, but I know you got a great staff. I know you got great kids, and like anything, you know, you're starting a program, you know. And I, I hope people don't get the negative vibe. I understand this is your second home game, and maybe it didn't have the showing that you're hoping for. I know as a coach, and I know you as a coach, you want to go out there and put on a great show, win with confidence, and give the fans what they want to see, um, you know. But when you're starting a a, a fresh new program, uh, trying to create a culture, uh, create a level of discipline and expectations of excellence, you know, it takes time. And, uh, you know, and when you're dealing with young kids like you've got, uh, you're dealing with injuries, COVID related issues and different things. Uh, you know, sometimes you're going to take your lumps versus good football teams. Kosciuszko was a good football team and, uh, how your kids, uh, respond from that, how they measure up, if that motivates them or if they turn into naysayers, you know, and that's going to be the determination of how the kids move move forward in the program but I think the way y'all are going uh, it's positive they fought hard to the end I've seen a lot of teams shut it down point fingers throw helmets didn't see any of that kind of action uh, so that means those kids have got a great respect for where the program is going and they're going to continue to work hard and like I said I think you've got a bright future overall uh, so coach keep plugging at it man hey, absolutely I appreciate it I mean it's you're, you're absolutely right it's it's hard when you're judged by the performance of 15 to 17 year olds in your 
you know, and if you have a bad day, it's it's out there for the whole world to see, and 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 that score doesn't go away. But um, you know, it, it is what it is. That's the nature of uh, of of sport and and the nature of what we do. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Our, our kids, our, our kids left there last night motivated. They left there excited about coming to practice on Monday, and you know that's that's what we that's what we hope for, and that's what we want. You know, we've got to continue to get better, and it doesn't matter win or lose. Uh, we've got to come back the next week and and be ready to continue to get better, and and I think we are. You know, it's just uh, you know sometimes it's just not as fast as we want, but it takes reps to. Uh, you know, to get better and, and to understand what to do in situations. You know, it's one thing that you can probably sit down and say, well, it's easy. Just do this, do this, do this, or, hey, this play right here would work. But it, and it takes a lot of reps for guys. And, you know, we're, again, young, young and inexperienced, and uh, it's just going to take more reps, and we're going we're gonna to keep plugging away at it. That's for sure. Yeah, Coach, you you want to create basically a second nature or a reaction, not somebody thinking. Thinking and football don't go together. That slows you down. And so when those kids get those reps, it becomes second nature, and voila, you got a good football player. So, Coach, you know, let's talk about next week. Now, do you have a bye week coming up, or do we have an opponent coming up? No, we, we have a bye week, um, a very much needed bye week. We're, uh, again, like, like we mentioned earlier, we're a little banged up. And, you know, I think we just need some time to kind of – uh, you know, spend some time on us and, and not have to worry about game plan as much and, and you know, continue to get better at the, the things that we do, you know, kind of like those those reps that we just talked about and, and kind of get some of those in. So uh, we'll take this week to, to practice and kind of self-evaluate and and uh, before we get into region play and, and, and when the games really start to matter. So this is going to be a big week about uh, handling Lewisburg. I understand that, Coach. So, on Friday night, Coach, you want to go ahead and let the viewers know, who are you going to be scouting on? Uh, well, we've got Horn Lake coming up. Um, they are – I believe they are off as well. Uh, so, we'll uh, we'll check the schedule, see if there's anybody around town that is close or, or, you know, somebody that we've got coming up we might want to check out. So, uh, you know, it may be a time that we spend time with our family. So, you know, we'll, we'll evaluate that and, and just kind of see what, what's available out there to, to watch and um, – you know, but again, this week, this week is all about Lewisburg and and making sure that uh, we're getting we're getting everything that we need and self scouting ourselves and, and and make sure that we're going to come out uh, of this week and heading into region play the best we can be. I understand that, Coach. Man, I think I think it's fantastic. I think you guys will do great. Uh, get, you know, building on yourselves as well as getting your kids healed up, and hopefully you're back to full steam for your next ball game. And uh, we look forward to talking about it and scouting it out. Absolutely, I appreciate you. All right, Coach. Again, thank you for your time. Really, really appreciate you. And uh, until next week, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Zach. I can't thank you enough for everything that you've been doing with these coaches. Hector, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Cash. Hector is a is a heck of a coach, and he's going to get that program going right. So I'm pretty pumped about them. Thanks for listening to the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Dustin Hector. And now that your three brain cells are saturated with football knowledge, go tell your friends where you got it. See you next week.
Guys, again, we really appreciate y'all listening to our post-game show and listening to our overall show. Please make sure you're letting your friends know uh, how to reach us and how to listen. Uh, help promote us. That's what's going to help us promote our community. That means a lot to us. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, our email is theobpodcast at gmail.com. Any of these places you can reach us, and we really look forward to hearing from you. Also, guys, if you enjoy us, maybe you look up our partner podcast, or we sometimes call our brother podcast, and that is Under the Water Tower. They are a great one out of Hernando, and they do a show very similar to ours, and they highlight all their community as well as some local news and different things, and they do a fantastic job doing it. That is Under the Water Tower podcast. And before we go, I just want to again say happy birthday to my brother, happy birthday to my nephew, Jax. I love both of you very much, and of course, my nephews, Colt and Elliot, just not your birthdays right now and I did want to do a huge nice little in-depth analysis because I'm going to start be giving it a pick of the week for the Monday night football games but we're tired so I'm just going to say take the Raiders money line plus 185 make a little bit of extra money and enjoy your week <laughs> there you go the expert opinion has landed guys uh, we appreciate you listening to us and but until next week I'm Zach and I'm Cash we'll see y'all then.